Okay. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What is up? What is up, Elliot? We are uh we are still a podcast. We're back. We we missed we've been missing yeah. some time. <laughs> you didn't forget us, did you? Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Listeners. You, you folding they towelers. Have, they couldn't have forgot us, Elliot. They couldn't no. have. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. Um but what we, we we are back. We've been busy, we've been a lot of irons, lots of fires, kids in school, yeah. extra cricks. Yeah. Their schedules are uh, hectic, which has turned my schedule hectic, Elliot. Same for you. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. A um, lot of weddings right now. That's the most hectic part. Um, it's a good thing. But that, it, is is all, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. But yes, we are back with a full slate of stuff. Um, and uh, let me just quick intro this um, artist real quick. Remy Wolf. So Remy, R E M Y, like I, uh, I, I, so not R-E- exactly like it's the Martin. Yeah, no, VSOP. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's like R E M I. Um, and she's so she's, I think she's in her early 20s, she might even be in her teens, dude. Oh and my she, God. she's one of these, I would, I would, I dare I say, scary youth that, oh. um, that like everything's like kind of psychedelic like wears really shitty hats and like you know everything's big time like like if a group of people that look like Remy Wolf are walking down the street you would as a grown man uh-huh. I would be like terrified they're just gonna like tear me to shreds with their looks and their words do you know what I'm saying oh my gosh yeah I know what you're saying like it, I mean kind of like I mean like like kind of like Billie Eilish in a way because yeah she makes me nervous if, yeah, if I yeah. saw her walking that street I'd be like uncomfortable a little bit yeah yeah so in it's fact, kinda... well in fact today at lunch elliot billy eyes was i looked <laughs> i looked to my left and i became uncomfortable elliot now i mean I, i'm not gonna say I, I was uncomfortable um but i noticed a different style if you will not a not your standard style not not your standard casual friday look um, today while I was at You're lunch. talking about in the office or you, at lunch? No, I, okay. I, I, I had lunch at, a, at this place called The Cut. Ah, sounds good. Burger. And just to be clear, you didn't have lunch next to Billie Eilish, did you? No. Okay. No, I, no I'm sure it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't her. It wasn't in, uh, the paparazzi or an entourage or anything uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. And I, she didn't have ocean eyes. Mm. But... um. <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna say? So I, I okay. First of all, first of all, Elliot, uh-huh. not sure. I was, it was kind of far away, like you know, 20, 30 feet away. Yeah. Um, wasn't sure if it was um, you know, the male or the female. Okay. Okay. It couldn't tell necessarily. Very tall, but also because of the um, black platform boot ah. style shoe 
yeah. uh, combat style boot shoe. Like a Doc Martin, but like even more so than? With the heel, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah, that style. Um, like mesh uh, uh, leggings. Uh-huh. Very, 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 very short skirt, but a lot of like uh, silver metal, like attached to the body. Trouble going through a metal detector. Couldn't make it, Elliot. Couldn't I make would say, it. Uh, Separate pat down. They should probably do the full cavity search if they <laughs> you know, got the gloves on. But yeah, you know, I that, that's I I I, I don't I, I've never seen this Remy Wolf, but um, I liken that. I guess that effect. Yeah. So I I I look at Remy Wolf and um, and I won't say anything about looks or anything like that, but. I think her voice is incredible. Like with the way she, what she sings her, um, just everything. And like the song crafting and just everything like that is, is I think it's like borderline genius as far as music goes. Like I, I'm, I'm that in like, I, if wow, I could, I'm looking, yeah. I'm if I could, right now. Okay. Yeah. And she, she, it does, she doesn't stand out. Like as far as like, look, she's not, to me, she's not like this packaged product that the record label uh, taught right. to sing. And like, okay, you, you know, if, if only you could sing, you know, you would sell a million records because you have right. so much sex appeal. She right. has like a totally different appeal, but she has like this vibe that is just like, um, I am so unpredictable and down for whatever. And I'll sing about all these things that are very real life type thing. Yeah. Um, and then also she's just like, if you watch her videos, it's just like, it's, 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 it's crazy. So really? um Oh, Jesse, huh. just so Jesse and I are going to see her on the 27th at the, um, uh, oh, it's in Oakland. It's called the, um, oh, I'll remember it. I'll remember it oh, as we go. Okay. But it's like this super small place in downtown Oakland. And um, mm. I think it's probably only maybe a couple hundred people. Uh, but I think we're going to by far be the oldest people there. So I've told Jesse that we have to dress up like we're her parents. <laughs> You're gonna wear like a, like a like a sweater vest or like like a cardigan sweater. Yeah, or like, even just just gonna dress all modest. Yeah, and then we maybe or maybe we make sure to say like uh, Remy Wolf's dad. Remy, <laughs> see if we can get back. He's twenty five. I looked it up. She's twenty five. I could. Uh, but no, older. I, I looked at I looked at images first, Elliot. Uh huh. And and twenty five. I was like, oh, I was okay. I'm a little. I'm thinking maybe. I was thinking maybe twenty. 20, 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, style wise, I was like, okay, that's yeah, okay, that checks out. Um, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm just super impressed by, super impressed by what she, what she does. So Remy Wolf. So you'll hear, uh, y'all hear a couple, couple more tracks of hers um, as we do this thing. But what we need to do is we need to kick off. We need to jump all this thing and make this happen, uh, and then we will come back to some other songs all right so first first one you uh you had a great one you've been sitting on this one for a little while it took me a while to um to listen to it but tip us off on the uh, on quarter one quarter one talk right now please oh okay quarter one um uh so there's this author he is um he is a professor he he teaches at uh boston university he is a uh I'll read you the, the, the Wikipedia real quick. Yeah, yeah. He's an American author, professor, anti-racist activist, and historian of race and d- discriminatory policy in America. And in July 2020, just, yeah, last year, he assumed the position of director of the Center for Anti-Racist Research 
at Boston University. Um, his name is uh, Ibram X. Kindi. Mm-hmm. And um, I was uh, put on by him. My brother is reading one of his books. And, you know, I was uh, hanging out with my brother at his house and saw the book. And, you know, uh, immediately became intrigued. Now, this Mr. Kindi has a PhD from Temple University. His uh, BA, Bachelor of Social or of Science, is from Florida A&M. And, uh, and yeah, man, so uh, the book seemed interesting. I am probably going to have to audible it the next uh, credit that I, that I get. <laughs> right. And, um, but checked him out. I just looked it up and see if he had a podcast. He does, in fact, have a podcast. And he is on uh, Malcolm Gladwell's um, Pushkin yeah. uh, podcast label. Yeah, and so what you suggested that we listen to was um, was a sample of that. So it was yeah, it was kind of Malcolm Gladwell who owns that Pushkin uh, that Pushkin you know company and inviting uh, Ibram X Kendi on to like talk about the new podcast and kind of give a little a little bit of a rundown about um, about what it's all about. So uh, yeah. I listened to it today. It only took about twenty minutes. It was yeah, like twenty seven minutes. It was fantastic. We like Malcolm Gladwell. I like, I'm a big, big fan of Malcolm Gladwell, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, I'm, I'm just now being introduced to this uh, Ibram Kendi, and what a great conversation that they had, right? Man, it was a fantastic, fantastic. Uh, it was called Bridging Divisions was the name of the, the specific podcast. Episode that, um, one of season, episode- of season one. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was great. I, um, I did have a couple of clips here and I don't know if I'm going to get it right because I'm just going to be playing it from my phone, but I thought this one was perfect. I'm going to, can we just, cause, cause do, this, do it. we're just going to try to do this as best we can. So I'm just going to hold it up to the, the audio. So check this out real quick. It's a question I think about a lot. My best answer is I want to reach people who are open-minded, mm-hmm. open-minded about, really understanding how race and racism operate. You present a persuasive argument, you present evidence, they're willing to reflect on that information and potentially reflect on their own views, whether they exist in this polarized environment in which we're extremely defensive is not something I know, but that's really the guidepost for me. Well, I'll tell you this. And I thought that was like, that was like perfect. That's like any of these conversations you and I have or any of these conversations that I have with anybody else, that's all I'm asking for. That's it, right? That's all. That is, that is, that is the goal. And um, I, LA, I have, I have that, I have that written down on my, on my notebook right here about, yeah, it, the open-mindedness is the key. And like, after that, I think Malcolm Gladwell talked about how he was at some like nice coffee shop in Houston, Texas. And you know, yeah, total, right, like this whole like you know, uh, Southern Belle uh-huh. lady, obviously wealthy, came in and knew who he was. Told him that she reads all of it, read all of his books, listens to everything, you know, you know, listens, uh-huh. and just straight up said that she doesn't that she disagrees. And I mean, I think that's awesome that she hasn't just cast them aside as, oh, you know, he's just another, uh, you know, just, just, you know. Just another Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Like, I think one of the main issues that that has been going on 
is the um, just the 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 nonchalant. The, oh, forget it. No, you know, no one cares. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to that yeah. um, rhetoric that we get. And I I think our previous president was king of all of that. Was a big he was a big big part of that. Um, but the idea that you know what have we been talking about? You know, uh, for all of these years, you know, you, uh-huh. you just don't believe it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and so. And it was like taking your own experience um, and then, you know, thinking about li- listening and like a bigger picture and just keeping open-minded and then being able to accept facts, facts. being able to accept research and, you know, firsthand accounts and stories and now video. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Uh, and then, so that's all that you can ask for is that you can talk with somebody. And then the other thing that I, I, I don't know if I could pull up the clip cause I wasn't exactly sure, um, about where does that is. And we're, we're doing this on the fly, baby. Hey, uh, we do. Hey, hey, uh, yeah. we'll do it live. <laughs> that's our guy. B-O-R said Bill O-R, uh, is something to the effect about when you're talking with somebody, one thing that's challenging, and I this is definitely for me, and and uh, I think they both mentioned that this was a this was a challenge that we face right now with trying to beat any of this is um, getting over the thought of like if I'm going to debate with people or I'm going to ask a certain type of person, let's say I, there's like a Fox News watcher. Um, it's going to be a hard time for me to talk and get anywhere with this person because I already have their expected response ingrained in me. So street, like, right. Yeah, totally. So uh, acknowledging the fact that like, if I'm going to go talk with somebody who has a Trump flag on their lawn, I already in my mind, whether I like it or not, think like, well, I know all their talking points. I know right. how terrible shitty this person is. So yeah. we're probably not going to get anywhere, even though I'm the one that supposedly wants this like open minded thing. Right. And so right. Uh, like I both, both sides have to be open minded. And that is, you know, this that conversation between uh Ibram Kendi and Malcolm Gladwell kind of opened opened my mind a little bit because I think from the podcast, if you've listened, if, if our listeners have listened to the previous podcast about this kind of stuff, I've I probably come across as like I don't I'm not going to take the time, mm-hmm. like waste my time to talk to someone who uh, clearly, you know, to me doesn't doesn't is unwilling or doesn't see it yet. Yeah, you know, if, if if they don't see it, then I don't have the I don't have your I don't have the time for you kind of thing, and um, you know, maybe I need to be a little bit more open minded in the sense that hey, you know, maybe it takes some time for people to kind of come around, and you know, hear from me, mm-hmm. hear from so and so, hear from hear from that person, hear from this person, and go, oh, okay, well, okay, kind of thing, yeah. um, and so it's something, it's something to me. And I, I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a big proponent of, of educated people. <laughs> the fact that, that, that Boston university has such, um, such a thing as the, the, what would what, what I, what I call it? The anti, uh, what is he? The center for anti-racist research. If there's such thing yeah. of that, and this guy is the head of it. Yeah. I tend to lean towards, I want to know more about what he's got to say. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, another thing that they that I thought was in, interesting they they jumped into um, uh, policing 
and like racism and policing and things like that. And one of the interesting topics and anybody, you know, this is a, a, this podcast that we talked about is available on all podcast forms. I think easy to find. Yeah. Um, Pushkin industries, bridging divisions with Malcolm, Malcolm uh, Gladwell. And it's from the author, Ibram X. Kendi, uh, be anti-racist is the name of this. So you could hear for yourself very easily. It's only like 20, maybe 30 minutes. Uh, but they were talking about separating the response from individual officers yeah from the larger state of policing so i think um it's very easy for i'll say i'll just speak for white folk because i am um i don't know a lot of white folk who have had negative interactions with police officers on the daily you know this police officer let me off on this ticket this police officer you know came to my kid's school and let him check out the police car uh this police officer you know uh waved me down or asked if everything was okay blah 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 um and then because of that personal experience are able to deny uh video firsthand accounts uh people of color screaming from the hilltops for hundreds of years now how uh wrong they've been done by the police so separating uh, a personal response or a like oh i know this one police officer he's like the best guy in the world well i could still love this guy who happens to be a police officer best thing in the world and still march against you know to defund the police because the police on a, on the whole uh terrorize certain communities you know exactly. so being able exactly. to separate those two i think we get a lot farther with people um being able to yeah. identify real issues Right, and, and that goes both ways, right, Elliot? Like, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff, I, you know, I'm definitely with that and for that, but you can't, you can't sit up here and say that, you know, that entire precinct is, is racist and corrupt. You can't say that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I've been pulled over a number of times and have really come away with just a few tickets. But they also, you know, they also talk about during that conversation about how the um, how it seems like the victim it's the, it's the victim's fault, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. uh, the reason why they, you know, the, the knee is on the neck is because they didn't they didn't comply. Just like uh, you mentioned, how you know he, he gets pulled over and he's late for an interview. Yeah, he knows he knows that he shouldn't show that frustration because instead of going, hey you know, understanding you're frustrated because now you're extra late to the, to the yeah. interview. Um, and so that, that all, that all makes sense. Right. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's a fine line to jump all the way there. When we know as human beings, I've, I've known enough black people to know that some, some of them are great. Some of them are just awful people. And I've known mm -hmm. enough white people to know that some of them are great. <laughs> some of them are just awful people, period. You know, yeah. because they're they're human beings. And yeah. um, we have to be able to uh, to to decipher that and draw that line. And you can't lump, yeah, lump everybody in the same yeah. in the same basket. And um, also I he really cool, he mentioned about how Malcolm X uh, had the capacity to change and to, you know, uh, the white man is the devil to then move on to be like well white whiteness is um kind of a construct and it's a, like yeah. a falsehood in the mind and even he came around to saying that he was being racist by saying this and he, he grew and um and just like kind of wraps it up with saying like you know just want, want that open-mindedness willing to change and willing to adapt and listen 
Yeah, and listen, be able to have that conversation and not, you know, storm off the stage or uh, just like me, I got no time for you kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it, it, and, you got to be able to do that. And we're, we're right here. We're right here at the buzzer. Here we go. Um, but I did want to say, um, you know, and this could be a whole other topic. Um, I think going up against like some of these people that you say that you have no time, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to spend any time on this person, whatever. I think that then becomes ally work to where it's like, maybe someone like me steps in and, and you can go about your business. And then it's like, Hey, I'll take over on this one because, um, not even too heated. Just, yeah. it's just, um, it's not your job. It's not your you job. It's, it, and then I'm not saying it's my job, but I'm saying it's definitely something that, um, you know, if they don't, if they haven't changed, they haven't been listening to that point. Um, we maybe need to try something else. <laughs> agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And maybe it's, you know, you're not going to hear this voice, so maybe you'll hear this voice. Maybe, and maybe. You never know. Like, like it's, it, yeah. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say in that same, the same first episode, the second part of it, with the lady uh, Heather McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about that zero sum, and that part is also really interesting to me yeah. as well. Um, but that is, maybe we say that for the next podcast because the quarter has already. Or overtime, maybe we shoot, maybe yeah. we, we, we overtime that, 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 that part of it yeah. um, because that's really good. And I think that's relevant and worthwhile to discuss. With and what was, what was her last name real quick? Um, because, uh, McGee. Oh, cause I looked up her, her book and the book that she had sounded really interesting. Oh, uh, the Zero Sum, I think is the book called no, Zero? No, it was or... another one. Um, it was another one that sounded like like to me sounded like holy shit like i really want to try to read this book um i don't know if i will okay to be mm-hmm. honest the sum of us was it the, the sum, sum of us? us okay yeah yeah it- i think you're right i think you're right i'm looking up right now but it might be yeah the sum of us what racism costs everyone and how we can prosper together yeah and i'm like holy and- shit that sounds great yeah and i overtime it overtime it. Like, oh, okay we're talking right. about yeah yeah now, okay, so cool. Let's do it. Um, so I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you back to some more of my girl Remy Wolf. Um, yeah, she's uh, this one's called Gorilla. G U E R R I L L A. Remy Wolf. See you in a minute. I don't know. I'm just. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Elliot. I like that. I'm gonna have to iTunes that. I'm telling you, it just. It sounds. It sounds like. Um, I don't know. It's like, how does this come out of one's imagination? 
it's pretty unique. It is. is what it is. Yeah. It really and is. And like some uh, tempo changes and like like a, you I just hear these songs and I don't know what's what's gonna what's gonna happen next. Like it's unpredictable. And then I'm just yeah. like dancing. I I, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it just sounds like yeah, I mean I'm actually gonna when I tune I'm gonna be like, you know, self. Yeah, because she's mm. into the music, you know, she's like she I'm might gonna, start dressing like Remy Wolf. Right, well, maybe I may won't show her a picture. But she, <laughs> no, she, she'll she'll look it up. I mean, she's yeah, like good. My daughter has like 1930s. But she's got like Billie Holiday and Louis Armstrong songs and like in her uh, little playlist oh, and stuff. Dope. It's crazy. I'm like, where did you? You know, she's like, I just, uh, you know, just looked it up. It's like, Dad, you don't, you just don't understand my music. Yeah, like I'm it's like, damn Billie Holiday. What are you talking about? I'm like, okay, but like she's totally over Taylor Swift now. Yeah, oh, for real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. All right, girl. You do yeah. you. All right, so um, next we're talking about sports. It's kind of a dead zone for sports um, for me well, because uh, football is yeah. not fun. And um, <laughs> and then uh, like baseball, is, except uh, the baseball game just got over. The Giants just beat the Braves. Uh, it was the 11th inning, tied 5-5. And the, uh, there was a runner on first and third. The Giants were up. And the Giants used a pinch hitter. That was a pitcher, a starting pitcher, Kevin Gaussman. And as the pinch hitter? As the pinch hitter. He's a starting pitcher. Use him as a pinch hitter. There was one out, and he hits a, a semi-deep pop up to right field, and the, the runner tagged up and scored. And so like, they, ju- they jumped him, like, you know, because it's like a, a, a walk-off, right? Yeah. And then, like, you read on his lips. He's looking around. The place is just going nuts. And you read on his lips, like, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> Because he's a pitcher, he never gets. Yeah, to, yeah. That, that, that doesn't happen. Like, how, how, interesting. Do they have like they have like the best record in baseball? Do they? Yeah, they're like it's in, it's incredible. They've never they the Giants, even though they've won all those World Series, you know, they've never been this kind of record. It's crazy. They're they're always underdog World Series champs, right? Like they weren't like. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And this one, I think they had like a eight percent chance of making the playoffs at the beginning of the season, like betting wise. Eight yeah. percent. Yeah. And now they're like going to be the first, the first seed. They have it. Well, I think so. I think so. Well, the Dodgers are played pretty good too. And they're like, I think, yeah, I saw, I think I saw the records like, like the Dodgers were like two games behind them or something. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. Um, but that, that, that was a little sports thing. And I, so real quick before, before we talk about the, the, the topic, how's football going for you? Okay. I mean, great. You know, the Niners won uh, mm-hmm. opening day, although we lost, we lost the running back Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do there the they do have a good stable of youth at the running back spot, and um, real excited to see you know Trey Trey Lance threw his touchdown pass in the first game. They like really keeping the defense on their toes. Uh-huh. Um, fantasy football wise, I'm one and zero. Okay, no, that big, so far. no big surprise you know, there. Yeah, no big surprise there. So, uh, by the way, uh, fans, this is <laughs> football is probably my favorite um, my favorite sports season. I'm a huge basketball fan too. It's like one and one A. Uh-huh. Um, but it, the 49ers are really exciting right now. They are really exciting right now. Yeah, because they're uh, they have Super Bowl in their sights, right? I mean, everyone's barring injury, right? The defense, everyone's healthy right now, except for Raheem Mostert. But um 
as long as they can stay healthy, there's no reason why they shouldn't be in the thick of it all. Uh, wow. Come towards the end of the season. So we'll see how things play out. Um, I've got a bet with my friend who's a big Eagles fan. Okay. Um, they play this, they play on Sunday. And so um, last year I didn't win. I don't think he listens to the podcast, but I'll let him know to listen to the podcast. I put him on blast. But um, I did win the uh, the twenty five dollar uh, gift card for one meal at the Five Guys uh, Burger House for uh, for half of one meal. It's so uh... <laughs> <a total> expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so congrats. Wait, so the Eagles and the Niners play on Sunday? They play on Sunday, yeah. At uh, like, at, is it in Philadelphia? It's in Philadelphia, so it's at 10 a.m. Oh, the, wow. It's a 10 a.m. start. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, all right. Well, good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Thank uh, you. All right. So the, the topic that I wanted to talk about, because, uh, you know, all you folding towelers, you know that bat- basketball is my, my jam. Yeah. So um, my guy, Andre Godala, went on the Breakfast Club podcast today. Um, Great podcast. I, yeah. I really, I really enjoy it. I, I don't listen to it. They're every almost time. as good as us. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're trying. They're trying. Um, but yeah, so he he went on and Andre Iguodala is just like a different dude, just thinks differently. I even I mean, I sound like a, a jerk now, but I, I read his book, like really good book. Yeah. Um, and so he's just talking about, um, you know, he's like, seems to me the ultimate player advocate where he's uh, not apologizing for trying to put the players first when it comes to uh, their money, their um, being able to be wise and invest and use their yeah. name, their name yeah. and their intellectual property to then make money for themselves yeah. rather than for um, the team rather. Yeah. And, but as we all, as we know, as the players succeed, so does the team regardless, mm-hmm. right? Like, for years and years and years and years, it's always been, you know, yeah, okay, you've got the the one star or whatever on the team that is just head over heels above everybody. But overall, the team is the main the main draw there, right? Like Michael Jordan is the one off, right? LeBron James is the one off. You know, you could say what Tracy McGrady, maybe, you know, yeah, Kobe Bryant, but in this situation, I mean, he said he'd been working with the players' union for what eight or nine years mm-hmm. to like try to develop ways that the players can individually stand out. Besides just, you know, I play for you know yeah. the Hornets or whatever. And yeah. when he's talking about the uh, uh, the historically black colleges, like and like what Deion Sanders is doing right now, yeah, is could really 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 change the game yeah and also yeah these youth are all about it yeah and also saying how the um how he thinks more so than ever it doesn't matter where you play because you will you will be seen you will be you know you'll get to go to that next level no matter where you play so yeah. like master they'll, kid, they'll know who you are yeah yeah master P's kid where did he go he went to hbcu i think so i think For so like, i don't know which one he, i don't know what he, what he went to but um he talked then, about it in the podcast. But, and then yeah. he got like a big old check from, was it Nike or something like that to, um, or something to, uh, so, so he was able to make money off of his own likeness. And he also, you know, right. took that skill and name and went to um, uh, a college that definitely isn't Duke or North Carolina. 
Right. Um, and, and I then, think I think with like with the Lamelo Ball and with um what the Jalen Green, the number two pick this yeah. past season, mm-hmm. um the fact that they did they they did not go to Kentucky or Duke or you know North any of these big you know historically like basketball schools mm-hmm. can show. And I think honestly, I think with like Instagram, like why do I know Max McClung's name? It's because of Instagram, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, it really doesn't matter what college you go to mm-hmm. because if you have that kind of uh a that kind of game that that, that skill yeah uh, then you'll be found someone yeah. will see it it's interesting um who's that uh, who was the rookie of the year last year in the nfl he's the defensive dude for the washington football team. oh uh, uh uh chase chase young so i watched the new um it was the the shop or no it's not called the shop what is it called yeah the, on it's lebron james show on HBO. Uh, yeah, yeah, the shop. And so he was on there and he was they were talking about um playing in college versus playing in the NFL. And he said playing in college uh and I will probably be misquoting him, but I don't think I'll be misquoting like a a misunderstanding him in the idea. He said playing in college was way bigger and better than playing at most of these NFL stadiums. Where he was playing at Ohio State, yeah. Playing in college packed fans packed stadiums places going nuts like all like he's a rock star superhero around the campus blah blah, blah. Yeah. and then he goes to some of these football stadiums and they're not yeah. full or even yeah. you know covid protocol all these different things it's like man i get me back and i had never really i, I don't know about never but i never really heard uh, or maybe i need to open our ears a little bit more but a lot of college players saying oh yeah college was better than playing in the in the NBA. And I well, could be wrong. Well, check this out. Check this out. I think football might be a little bit different in that sense. Because like, so some years ago, uh, a college football player at Ohio State, Terrell, Pl- Terrell Pryor, he was the hmm. quarterback, right? Um, he was trading literally, like he was trading his autograph. He was like getting tattoos and doing it like, and so he got caught up with NCAA for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's using his likeness to get things for himself. <laughs> and, they, you know, he got caught up with it and or with the NCAA. Oh, we don't like that kind of thing, right? So now that kind of stuff is is legal. Yes. These guys are, you know, the, the incoming quarterback for Ohio State, who's going to be a freshman, I think, next season. Um, he signed, he's, he's got a, mil- a million dollar deal already on the table, uh, just because of his likeness, right? Yeah. And so they're all, you know, so with this new rule that some states have passed, it hasn't been, it's not throughout. Yeah. Um, it really should really change things. Because if, if you are that that guy and you choose, you chose, you choose now to go to, you know, Grambling, Grambling State University, how to, you know, yeah. you're still a blue chip. Yeah. You're going to, you know, pass for 10,000 yards in a season, you know? Yeah. Who are you making the money for? Who, who are you making the money for? Yeah. Who, who are you getting eyes on yeah. to see? And I think in that podcast uh, with uh, Andre Iguodala and the Breakfast Club, they talk about how Harvard University had an endowment of like, oh, you know, $40, $40 billion. And all of the historically Black universities and colleges combined had like three billion yeah. so harvard just harvard sports 
is not is yeah. not a thing. Uh, like thirty seven billion dollars more. Yeah. And, and like talking about Malcolm Gladwell, I listened to a podcast he did a while back, and he talked about how that endowment, which is pretty much the money that these colleges kind of have cash on hand in a way, right? right? Like their go. war chest yeah. is yeah. um is such a tremendous uh, factor when it comes to like rankings in schools. So it's like an okay. unattainable goal for these schools that are fantastic universities, but they don't have this money. So people are not going to say that they're uh, good enough. It's totally like, um, you know, wow. sit down and stay where you are type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 it's, Systemic, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, wh- another thing that Andre Godala was talking about, it was uh, they kept asking him certain questions, like really intriguing questions that I wanted to hear the answer from. And yeah. Andre Godal was like kind of standoffish about it. He's like, he's like, why, why are you? Um, and he even said to Charlemagne, he's like, why do you, why are you um, giving all your IP, intellectual property out? He's like, and then uh, what is it? Who's the second guy? Oh my God, I'm blank. D- DJ Envy. DJ Envy is like, oh, because Charlemagne owns the podcast network. <laughs> Right, yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, you know, let's talk." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's totally, it's totally like uh, I never thought about that. I, I know that Stephen Jackson would always go on people's podcasts, always go on the jump, and was just like a huge main draw. Every story he told is just like, "I want more, I want more, I want more." And then he stopped, and then he came out with the Up uh, Up and Smoke podcast with uh, Matt Barnes, which is, which is actually really, really, really good. Yeah, really riveting. So it was. It's interesting that you know, an old head like Andre Godal in the league has these guys ear and is going to lead them towards. Uh, also, he said something about um, that. He, I feel like, did he say he believes that players should be able to almost in a contract or something like maybe even get like a stake of the team or yeah. Some, yeah. instead of jet. Like, so, I mean, I'm playing for this. There needs to be a track where I can eventually yeah. be partly owner of this team. I mean, that's yeah. some next level thinking. That's yeah. like invest invest in the team that you're playing on, right? Like you yeah. can invest in a team, and as a team, as the Golden State Warriors turns into, you know, however much they're worth now, yeah, because Steph Curry, yeah, Clay Thompson, and all these guys are there. Um, yeah, I, I get a great salary, but you, mm-hmm. owner, yeah, for years to come now are living off of off of that, and like my salary is literally, you know. A, uh, just a little piece of that mm-hmm. over over time, right? Like a $250 million salary to a, you know, $5 billion, you know, uh, <laughs> company yeah. is like, oh, you know, $250 million over five years, yeah, you know, $30 million a year. You're like, okay, well, I can do that. No problem as an owner, right? Mm-hmm. And so- At, like. Um, y- yeah, you think that the the Chicago Bulls have used Michael Jordan to uh, sell any tickets in the past ten years? Like, yeah, the past what twenty years? Like Nike, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Bulls. I mean, it's remarkable that even still, right? Yeah. People have their Jordan collection, and they weren't even born during the time when Michael Jordan was playing. No, no, and and, and they're not like I doubt they're sending residual checks when they run video of him because you know he was technically a player on the team, right? So right. Yeah. Andre Iguodala, everybody, um, if you like hoops, if you like business, if you like tech, if you like, um, you know, player empowerment, or even if you're wondering, you never heard about it before. You've been like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about any, listen to Andre Iguodala on this thing. And what did I tell you? It was like, um, 
uh, 32 minutes to the one hour mark on today's. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I, ch- I, I would check it out if I were you. That's good. And I like how he, he mentioned, like, you know, I'm, I'm still playing, but it's almost like he's playing because he wants to still have the ear of some of these players and let them yeah. know what they, their power, <laughs> what they can do. Yeah. It's not so much that. It, yeah. I mean, I love the game. Sure. But he's putting, he's I putting them the, onto it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he should as he, as he very well. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, we're going to change it up for the halftime show. It's a little bit more mellow. It's uh, my guy, Nathaniel Rateliff. Uh, he did a live thing, September 20th, 2020. And he, um, he actually does a little intro to this song. So um, check it out. It's called still out there running. It's one of my favorites. We'll see you in a minute. Uh, this next song is actually off of the second night sweats record. And it's one of my favorite songs. We don't normally get to play it that much uh, when we play live with the night sweats, because it doesn't normally fit into sort of a ruckusy. Uh, set, but uh, yeah, I've always been very proud of this one, um, and uh, it's called Still Out There Running. recently saw in uh, red rock yeah yeah yeah. that's a, we went and i was hoping he would play that one and he did not play that one um he said they get to play it all the time yeah that's but i'm not mad at him he, you know uh <laughs> it's totally it's like a it, it, i i feel that song as i'm getting older mm. you know I, I hear the words i i'm not sure how the words you hear but just like um you know I'm afraid my voice don't even sound the same there's some pitch i can't even hear it all just see it sound like he's being older but i'm still out there running i'm still yeah. Still doing my thing, so I don't well, know. Let me, let me ask you this, Elliot. Uh, I know this is probably like off topic a little bit, but um, when you listen to music, because right, like now we, we so far in this podcast, we listen to Remy Wolf, <laughs> and now uh, and now Nathaniel Radcliffe in the the Night Sweats. Very different, right? Mm-hmm. 
like when you were when you were listening to music, what are you um I guess what are you hearing and what like I guess uh you know what talks to you the most there? Is it lyrics? Is it the uh the music itself, like the beats and things like that that are going on? I don't have I don't have any clue, man. I don't have any I don't even know. I can't tell you what I lean towards. I can't tell you like a pattern that shows up and like the music that I enjoy. Um, Cause sometimes it'll be the lyrics. And then other times the, like one of my favorite bands of all time spoon um, their lyrics don't make any sense to me. Like any of their songs, okay. hardly any sense to me whatsoever. Okay. Um, and then you listen to somebody like Nathaniel Rateliff, some of uh, his, his lyrics, I, I, kind of go over over time and they start to mean or i'll do some digging but then like that remy wolf the music is so interesting and locks you in and then maybe what it is is it's got to be the music first uh-huh. and then um if if i listen to it a couple of times instead the, the lyrics start to stand out and i start to hear that so probably the music first but that's so vague because that could be i, I like i i really feel proud that i'm down to listen to whatever and uh yeah like it could be it could be good because like yeah yeah. good good how about you i um i i think i I think i'm a lyrics guy for well you know there's there's a lot of music that that the lyrics are just awful but the beat i really like a lot (laughs) um and so but at the same time i like a good i like lyrics like i actually just recently listened to the uh, Talib Kweli's podcast, um, what's it called? It's the uh, People's Party, and he was talking with most deaf, mm. or uh, um, uh, what's it? With, Yasin Bay. Yasin Bay, um, about when they were making the uh, Black Star album. Oh, I bet that was interesting. So, I like Talib Kweli. I just, I just like love, 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 love Yasin Bey, mm-hmm. right? Um, his thought process of the whole thing is just too intriguing for me. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and he, uh, and so that in, in, in itself is, is like the lyrics, right? The lyrics, what, they, what, what, he, mm-hmm. what he says in the raps and what he's saying. And it's just, it just talks to me, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. and so like, you gotta, I think, I guess, I guess they go hand in hand, right? Yeah. They go hand yeah. in hand. The beat yeah. must, the beat's gotta go, gotta be good enough. But I think, I, I think there's some songs where the beat isn't great, but the lyrics are yeah. just too good, too good to be, to, yeah. to pass up. Yeah. I, and I, I think I, that's where I'm at. I think it's, uh, yeah, you're, you, you got it right. I think it's just, I, I think you got to just keep your <clears throat> keep your ears open because you I think if you get <clears throat> excuse me if you get stuck then you know it's time to give up you gotta you gotta yeah. keep keep that ear open keeps us yeah. young you know listening to stuff so yeah like, uh, Zephyr in kindergarten learned some song about nouns and I was okay. like oh that kind of hits hard okay I hear yeah I like that, that, don't mind that. Don't mind that. yeah <laughs> all right uh so it hits hard. <laughs> I'm I'm starting a six minute timer right now because okay. we 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 just we just were carrying on, yeah. Um, so, but we, this third quarter we don't have a lightning round, but Elliot had a good idea to come up with um, last meal. Yeah, last know, meal. It's, it's like last meal, but like maybe like last 
dish, which would, I guess you could put into a last meal kind of scenario. Yeah, we're not trying to think about dying, but it could be more like, you know, hey. If you had a choice and this was going to be the last time or whatever, you don't want to leave this dish behind. Let's say uh, somebody says, okay, tomorrow you have to go on the keto diet for 10 years. What would be your last meal before you you start the keto diet? Let's let's put it that way. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So broke it down to beverage um appetizer main side and then uh dessert so yeah yeah so i would like you to go first um should we go beverage first just because that's the first thing you order when you sit down okay yeah beverage first yeah first um mine is going to be non-alcoholic although i do enjoy a good uh you know a good a good libation Uh uh-huh you will but mine is going to be a fresh squeezed lemonade. Ah, Elliot, um, I've had a good, I've had a lot of good ones in my day. But if if you can come up with one with like a little bit of like the lemon pulp there going on, okay, and it's freshly squeezed, nicely chilled over ice. That is my favorite go-to last <laughs> beverage yeah refreshing <laughs> all that it's delicious nice, nice. Um, um i'm go if 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 this if i'm getting down i i, I went with just a generic great glass of red wine mm. like it doesn't even have to be like the biggest and best just like you sit there and it's a big old glass of red wine and you really take a, you take a sip and you feel it coat your insides and you're just like oh yeah this is the red wine, huh? Yeah, big fan. Okay. Yeah, not even, not even all the time. No, no, not even all the time. But I'm yeah. just like, if if I if this is about to be like, if it's going down, like, yeah, let's let's set it up. Let's set it up. You know, you know, red wine is good for the heart, Elliot. Mm, that's why. Yeah, just a bottle a day. That's all I do. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all, that's all you need. That's yeah. all you need. All right, uh, appetizer. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. Do it. I had to go with after a lot of consideration, chips and salsa. Mmm. Hard to beat. Now, okay. Hard to beat. Now, uh like when you like when you've gone gone out to a restaurant or mm. you're at like a dinner party or whatever, like the chips and a good salsa is the main is the main I, I would say it's it's borderline more like fried corn tortillas rather than like something yeah. that's been in a bag for a while. A thousand percent salted. And then like salted, a, yeah. salted and then like a, a kind of thicker, but still blended salsa. Okay. I don't, I'm not looking for the pico with the chunks okay. I'm looking okay. for. And just like slightly warm. And I'm just like, I could get down. Like that could be dinner. Like some really? of these chips and salsa sometimes. The other thing okay. that I was, I was maybe going to do was the, the cheese fries from Outback Steakhouse that, um, that are, I think, 15 to 1800 calories for if you eat the whole thing and like the 70. cheese fries so they're, they're like yeah it's an app it's an app i've only been like once in my life can you believe that once in my life and it was to uh, use the bathroom because you had to because uh, yeah. you were on a road trip yeah no you don't need to okay go ahead what was your appetizer mine this might surprise you because i'm not a seafood fan but uh a delicious crab cake with an ideal what? like uh medium medium spicy like type aioli wow i thought i knew you elliot Elliot. oh my god 
Have you, okay, in Sacramento on 8th Street, there's a place called Moxie. Have you been to this restaurant? No. You and Jesse, next date night, please look it up. I hope they've made it through the pandemic. Moxie. Go to the restaurant called Moxie. I think it's on 8th Street. Um, it's first first time I went to it, uh, like we drove by it, we didn't see it. There's like not a big sign. It's, it, it does, it's unassuming. M-O-X-Y. M-O-X-I-E. I'm not exactly sure which one it is. I think it's M-O-X-Y. Oh, it, it looks like it's, um yeah, it looks like it's still up. Crab cakes. I see it's the first thing on there. Okay. Elliot, go to this restaurant. Looks you and totally good. just go to the restaurant. It's the, okay. the service is, it's, the service is beyond. The food is delicious. Very the crab nice. cakes are something to talk about. Very nice. Very nice. Um, okay. So get, should we do the main or should we do the side first? Let's do side. Let's do okay. side. Uh, I am going to go with the dirty tots from the tank house here in Sacramento. Oh, okay. The dirty tots. Okay. I know you so, like a good tater tot. I know. Crispy tater tots, like some beer cheese on top. And then I think it's like some, uh, you know, smoked barbecued pork on the top uh-huh. with some sauce or something like that. Oh, just get and you know, down. So fans, listeners, uh, last time me and Elliot hung out, which was not long ago. Um, we went to, what was it? Uh, what, was the, what was the place we went to? I know that you like the, uh, you know, the potato with accoutrements on, <laughs> on top of the potato. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sac city brews. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, 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 I get that. No, no big my, surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my side is a it's a french fry is the twice fried french fry standard salt maybe pepper if you're if you're into that uh-huh. you know it, like if, if they do it i i could add it if i if I, or not shoe, either shoe way. string shoestring shoestring not 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 a fat fry i'm no, a shoestring no. kind of guy but twice fried a good french fry elliot for me is mm. i almost went with french fry yeah yeah, yeah, I'm. I and I'm. I'm. You know, and I like mine. Un. Uh, you know. Uh, unadulterated. I like them. Yeah. I don't like. You oh, know, I've had poutine. I, I. I've had poutine. Great. I've had chili cheese fries. Great. But I'd rather have them. Mm. Yeah. Have old them ho- old hook and ladder shoestring oh, was the hot stuff, yeah. and I, they don't do that anymore. <clears throat> they don't. They, they went. They went to this bullshit steak fry. Uh, yeah, we won't. We won't drag them through the mud because I still really love them. But yeah, okay. going back to shoestring people. <laughs> God damn it. Um, mine is very simple. Oh yeah. Oh main 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 dish main dish. Uh, yeah. Will you do your main dish, please? Okay. Okay. And I mean main dish. We're talking about like last meal. So this is like you know you got to go all out. In my opinion, right? This yeah. Is like this yeah. is it. Is a. Uh, is the perfect medium ribeye mm-hmm. steak. Mm-hmm. Ideally, it's a tomahawk with the you know the whole <laughs> bone, uh, and just like done, you know, cooked really well. A nice uh-huh. cut is melts in your mouth kind of thing. And I'm gonna knock a lot of Elliot. I've had them at restaurants before. Uh-huh. Nice restaurants. Uh, Ruth Chris probably uh-huh. like the. Probably uh, Ruth Chris and like there's a place in Vegas, Craft Steak, oh. um, which the top chef Tom Colicchio, that's his restaurant. Okay, um, had the ribeye there, but the best ribeye that I've ever had, I made it myself. 
the process took way too long. I would never do it again because, I mean, I probably would do it again, but, you know, had to, had to cast iron skillet, mm-hmm. bought the steaks, you know, um, bought, bought the, um, like the rosemary, the shallots and the garlic and all that stuff took a good, you know, hour, two hours to make, but it was, you know, so delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's, and that's probably like the last main yeah like sounds pretty good meal main dish real sounds good. pretty good <laughs> french fries um, on the side my god yeah maybe the steak on top of some of the fries so it like i wouldn't do that <laughs> no you, you said you <laughs> wouldn't want to do it yeah separate place i was thinking of my man big boy let the let the let the juice ooze down you know what i'm saying <laughs> um, but uh so i'm gonna go with just a big piece of fresh caught salmon just like cooked simply nothing too much salt pepper olive oil uh like grilled or grilled or like i don't don't even care probably probably the cast iron because it gets to sit in the sit in the juices and stuff like that Uh, i mean ivy i can even cook it pretty well but that to me is just like yeah i i've I've just died like if i have that wow yeah wow i I've never had salmon. I've heard smoked salmon is really good. How do you feel about smoked salmon? Yeah, love it. I love all kinds of salmon. I haven't had any salmon that I was like, this is bad salmon. Really? It's by far my favorite food. That and popcorn. But yeah, which didn't make my list because uh, I didn't think it, it fit in any of those. The we didn't, we didn't have we don't have snack written down. No, another time. Oh, that would so popcorn. Uh, pop, what? Okay, one, two, three. What's your favorite snack? Oh my god, um, chips. Probably uh, shit. Probably a nice, a nice potato chip, kettle chip. Okay, nice. I Sounds pretty good. A, you know, it's kind of lame. Right, but on your shirt after your... <laughs> yeah. Just, or the nacho cheese Doritos, the red bag. is. Oh, classic. A true classic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, dessert. <laughs> I went Ooh. with, I, I thought about this, and I was like, a freshly fried or baked, whatever it is, probably fried maple bar. Maple just bar. Like, just like... It was just done uh, 20 minutes ago and you just, you bite into it. It's just like this, like nothing, nothing, nothing else. So a bike ride, a three minute bike ride away, five minute bike ride away is a place called Simone's Donuts for me. They've been there for years. They, Sophia is a maple bar fanatic. Yeah. Like that's the one, that's my girl. I, I, get the the twist but these donuts are so good elliot and nice. i hear what you're saying i hear saying maple bars are good but i i prefer the standard blaze no i i get it i get it and i don't always go with the maple okay. but i'm saying when sometimes you the get the delicacy. maple when sometimes you get that maple that's just been done oh man it's it's un it's unreal it's unreal okay okay yeah, yeah. all right well mine mine elliot uh-huh. is uh the key lime pie Mm. with the with the hey kudos double points if you've got like the homemade whip with Uh cream Uh and it's just perfectly tart enough key lime pie you got the graham cracker crust Uh uh-huh sounds pretty good i got a nice a nice (laughs) like a nice summer day (laughs) lemonade lemonade okay so you got a lemonade tea key lime pie Shoestring potatoes, tomahawk chop, yeah, and um, 
crab cakes no and crab cakes to get that sounds like oh that's like a it's like a 120 dollar meal wow that's a hundred dollars meal and like seven thousand calories and oh, i died a happy man that actually you know what that sounds that sounds like you could do this dinner that you I just could done. i could i could Except spend my like five dollars no no here's the thing i've made these fries before i feel like no. you've been there i made them like when i was in sacramento on goya street on goya parkway i super bowl Super Bowl, you were there, I think. Um, at the Super Bowl party, I made French fries. I did the double fry. I did the whole thing. Sinclair, recently we talked about it. We were talking about I don't know I don't know how it came up. We were talking about French fries, and he said the best fries I've ever had were the ones that you made, Elliot. Oh shit! And he's a foodie. He knows. He knows. He knows. He's got a good idea. And uh, okay, I so yes, but it would be first of all, it'd be like you know. Like a five hundred dollar grocery trip, <laughs> Tom, a couple of tomahawks, you know, <laughs> prime ribs, and then, and then uh, you know, just four hours of me like of prepping mm-hmm. and the uh, you know uh, the pressure of wanting to get it yeah. so right. So I'm not, yeah. I've made it. I don't want to be disappointed. The whole thing, because um, I think I've done, I've made all these things. I haven't made, I've never made crab cakes. I don't think I've tried to do to do that. I've never made key lime pie. Um, I bet you could make a key lime pie. Better better to buy one though. Better buy yeah. a really good one. Yeah. 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 Go to nice Talk to my friend Marie Calendar. You know, she'll hook you up. Marie, <laughs> Marie knows some stuff. <laughs> she does. She does. All right. So there we go. So now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for all you who, who are wondering about what uh, what it's all about, that's exactly what we're doing. So um, all right, this is a, so to get us to the fourth quarter, this is another one that I've already played from Remy Wolf way back in the day, but I'm going to play it again because I love it. All right, we'll see you in a second. That one's called Woo! W-O-O exclamation point. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. Wow. Makes me feel young again. Listen to this kind of music. (laughs) Man. I like I like that that one. I like I like that one. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. So all right. Well, we got the fourth quarter about to jump off. Um, and you here we go. Uh, and so you came up with a pretty good topic for this one. I think you're going to be very interested in my answer, uh, but go ahead, kick us off. Okay. Yeah. So this one um, we're going to talk about, 
it's the fatherhood quarter, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's, uh, it, it, I guess the feelings that you have being away from the children, um, you know, how do you feel? What, is, what do you do? What is the protocol? Like, do you FaceTime? Do you call, uh, you know, the friend of your parents, do you call to check in with them? Do you call and, uh, you know, do bedtime, you know, you know, good night and, you know, all that stuff. What, and I mean, your, your children are a little bit younger than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, they, you know, they, I guess, well, I mean, I imagine though they will be different just in general, but, um, you know, so yeah. So, I mean, wh- what do you do, Ellie? Like, what do you, like, for instance, you went on a trip recently, you and Jeff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I know the boys stay at, uh, stay at like your parents' house or uh-huh. your parents' house. What, uh, what do you guys do? So, um, no calls, no FaceTime. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's either because, so I think it's twofold. It's interesting. You, you made me think about this. Um, and it could be either that a, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> You spend a lot of time with them, yes, yes. I spend a lot of time with them. I don't think it's that. That was mainly well, a joke. Probably twenty percent <laughs> of that. But the other part is also, um, I don't think it would. I, this is my thought, and I could be totally wrong. But I know sometimes, like I don't know if two and five year olds understand. I mean, maybe it's ever, but understand like I'm gonna talk live to a a talking photo of my mom and dad and then all of a sudden they're gone uh-huh i see, I see and then it's mean. like yeah. um and then it's like maybe there would be unanswered questions or unasked questions or they would start to be like well now i didn't miss them before our talk but now i miss them now because i just saw them and whereas a quick hey we miss you we love you would um satiate me as uh-huh. like okay i saw him i told him good night it might do something to them. Now, I think a lot of that's total bullshit <laughs> uh, because kids are so resilient. They're probably just like, yeah, yeah. okay, bye. Good to see you. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but then I know like Jesse, my wife gets a little bit more like, you know, she, we'll definitely talk about the kids a ton, you know, look at pictures, send pictures, send little okay. videos of us to my mom and then they'll look at those and they don't seem bothered by it at all. Um, so I don't know. It's not a lot. It's not like, um, and I, I'm, yeah, it's just not, I'm, I'm curious. What do you think? Is that how terrible no, a father I, am I? No, <laughs> no, I think, I, I think that's good. Like, um, you know, I, I've, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I'm kind of similar. Like we would, uh, we would, uh, call the adults and check in. How are things going? Okay, great. And then sometimes, you know, the, um, the oldest or when they know that you're on the phone kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, Hey, how's it going? Okay, great. You know? And, but now really I'm, I, 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 I do the same thing. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't check in it. So, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm separated and we're getting, we're going through the divorce thing. And so when they're with her, you know, I don't, uh, I don't call to say good night or anything yeah. like that. And, don't don't really check in and i realize that it's not it's not really necessary um because they you know cuts five and they're they're doing their own thing already you know yeah. and and vice versa 
she doesn't she she doesn't call and say how was your day and all this stuff like it's it's kind of it might be like overkill in that way in a sense in a sense that I that I, that I see it in a way you know? yeah maybe um, but I I you know self has a phone these days and um you know, I'll communicate with her and you know she'll FaceTime she'll FaceTime me sometimes and just yeah. say you know hey you know what, what's up dad what are, what are you doing yeah. or or um they'll tell like hey I want you know I want to FaceTime dad yeah so I'll be sitting there, you know, uh, you know, watching TV or whatever, and uh, you know, they 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 are they've called me on the on the Facebook portal, and and literally we'll be sitting here. I'll be sitting here, <laughs> and like you know, after movie night or whatever, and you know, Evelyn's doing like cartwheels in the back, and Colette's just messing with a different uh, facial, you know, different things. So like she's. One minute she's a lizard, yeah, and yeah, yeah. she's you know she's got you know flames that come out of her mouth and and um you know they're saying hi and yeah what's up but um it's not like we're having any kind of deep conversation I'm like oh I miss you and I love you and all this stuff yeah it's yeah, yeah not it's not really like that so I kind of come to grips with being not being with them like I guess every waking. <laughs> you're coming to grips with it i yeah. think i think it, i i have i feel like it's healthy for me and i also really like to spend you know quality time with with jesse like it's so infrequent jesse, like yeah. when when it's the two of us i don't know about your kids and when they were younger but when you and chelsea would ever be having like a conversation would can't they ever let that? They would never let our kids never let that happen. Yeah, you can't do anything. We're like we're hugging. We're we're hugging. Literally, Goldie will get up from wherever he is, and he'll run over and try to wed drive literally drive a wedge between us. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, um, so why is there, that? Why why do kids do that? I don't know. I you know like <laughs> we I started I I like I yeah it's it's crazy because like. We willingly got into this twice and I've made two of my, you know, two of my main competition. <laughs> I created two of my biggest competitors. Yeah. In, in yeah. Time. So, uh, but no, it, it's like, it's like that. So when I am able to get out with her in a way, I'm just, and I feel comfortable where they're at. Like I, I, I'm, right. I don't worry like the don't conditions worry. of where they're at, which is, uh, you know, amazing. Um but when I have time for just myself or I have time like with Jesse, especially Jesse and I, I'm like, man, fuck them kids. They're good. Yeah. yeah. Forget let's about let's like, focus like, on this right yeah. now. They're going to go to bed. Yeah. They're going to get tired yeah. enough no matter the situation. They, and, and, and you know what? Yeah. They, they forgot. Even if you did call 10 minutes ago, they already forgot yeah. That, yeah. You, that you did this thing. And yeah. that's the part. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I, over the, over the time, I've really, really gotten to uh, appreciate and enjoy uh, silence. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not you what know? kids bring to the table. <laughs> well, yeah. And like just my, just me, my time, yeah. you know, just being, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to walk over here and not have to, you know, worry about anything. I like close their door so I don't have to like look in there and mm-hmm. see like their messy ass room. <laughs> <laughs> After I told them that, hey, you can just like leave shit on the floor like this, mm-hmm. um, and all, all that. So I'm just like, man, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, breath, yeah. A, a breath of fresh air in a way. 
And, um, you know, when they're here, it's, it's all go time, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It is, it know. is. And doing stuff. So yeah, it, it, it definitely was an interesting question. And I think people don't understand that until they get into it. And then, because I also, so it's actually interesting you think about this, because I think it leads into like this whole going to kindergarten. And mm-hmm. there has been a handful of kids in either the, the two kindergarten classes that have had a little bit of issues saying goodbye to their parents. Like and, holding onto the leg and stuff like that, like crying. Or, or like through the fence and like crying. Like there's a, this one mom um, who was still standing there and the girl just kept turning around and like scream, yelling, crying, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And the mom's oh, like, I love no. you too. Go, go. And, uh-huh. and like with Zephyr, he's so focused on like the next challenge, the next challenge. So he doesn't do any of that, but he saw that girl doing it. And he's like waving to us, like, you know, like, should I be mm-hmm. almost like, should I be screaming yeah. at you that I like, and it was weird. Sure, to see. Up, yeah. And huh. so, and then most of the time we just say bye and he starts to go and like, we take off. And yeah. so I noticed the Going ones back. that are having the hardest time are the ones where the parents are like, no, have a good day. I love you bye i love you and then like yeah like until the child gets out of view and then they can you know start their walk to the car it's yeah. like the, the the kids are gonna be fine yeah like, the, kids are, the, the kids are okay right yeah yeah and and that and i, I mean i get it on the parent side that that's the hardest thing is to uh is to send them on the way and you turn around and don't look back yeah and and my <laughs> and you know that, that kid for that for that moment is like you know dad mom you know like save me or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. To, and it's hey it's just it's just part of growing up yeah yeah it's part of it like eventually you're gonna not want me to walk you know like yeah. like right now Evelyn's in third grade and um you know I'll walk her school and and uh she'll like give me the hug like way before we even get to like to the main gate oh, to get in there no. you know and she's like uh, she's like okay bye you know and i'll be like but like you know first day and she you know it, it evelyn it, she's she's very she's like the sweetest and um you know she obviously she's very she's very kind so like so like first day like i walked her to her classroom you know um and she you know she's you know she's goes goes along and out but now like she knows where her classroom is and is all is, and all that and it, is, it doesn't say like that like shoo shoo yeah. but um like I'll drop her off at the Y in the morning sometimes and Colette and her the you know I I, I sign them in right and for it I I'm up and I and I look over they're over there and bye bye dad you know like. <laughs> Okay, like you didn't no hug or anything before I go. Like no, no, you know? dad. And that's too. You gotta good. realize that, like they. Hey. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd rather have that than them latching yeah. onto my leg and I, you know, me trying to leave and they're and like considering like maybe we just need to homeschool because they can't he can't be away from me. Um, <laughs> right. I, I think what's gonna it's gonna bite me in the ass though. Like they're even now or any times ever is just gonna be like. Um, Oh yeah, and you know, Dad, you know, don't worry about it. I don't have to ever spend time with you ever again. And I'm gonna be like, well, yeah. Now I I miss you. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna totally turn around. It it, it, it like eventually. Um, yeah. You know, right now, like yeah, like Sophia's so 
independent. You know, she's got her key, she gets home and, and you know, makes herself a bagel. And it's just like, filling out you know, job she, applications, she, you know, doing her, doing her own thing. And it's like, damn, how, damn, damn, you know, getting old. Okay, so next time tomorrow on Monday when I take Z to school, I'm gonna I'm gonna be screaming his name. Dungo. No. Don't see what he does. I, I, that'd be interesting. Like, yeah, see what he does. Be like, uh, he's like, you're you coming know, back like, at two, right? To get me? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll see you later. You'll be okay, right? Yeah. 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 Oh man. Okay, it's good. Good things to think about. Damn. Okay. All right, let's hit this buzzer right now. We uh, went over just a, just a shade, but that was a good one. That was a good question, Al. Thank you. Yeah, good, All right, so the next thing that we're going to do, uh, we a little overtime or? Let, let, we could do like a quick overtime. I just want to touch on uh, Heather McGee's, the, uh, the whole zero sum idea. Yeah, go for it. So uh, at the, the tail, like, towards the, like, the second half of the Ibram Kindy uh, podcast episode with Malcolm Gladwell, the first episode of the season. Um, he talks with uh, Heather McGee, who is an author, and um, she has a book called What the Sum of Us. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and she talks about how like the zero sum, like the idea that if if black people start to, I guess, you know, the wealth gap is uh, is. Uh, closed in right and things start you know positively happening for black people mm-hmm. the impression is or the idea is from white people that if that happens then all my stuff is is going to be taken away yeah yeah right when there's been zero evidence of that <laughs> exactly Elliot. and that's, that's that's the thing it's like is that is that part of the reason why you think because deep down you know like, and we've talked about this like you know what's gone on in the country is totally fucked up mm-hmm. so you don't want the coin to flip on the other side and all of mm-hmm. a sudden you aren't allowed to uh dine at this restaurant or uh you know you won't get hired for the job even though you're qualified right or, and know, that's now, uh, affirmative action and like backwards affirmative action the huge fight right. about, about that right Right, right. So, you, so you, you hate that because, oh my God, like if, if, if they can do this, then what, what's going to happen to me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing is, I, I don't remember what year it was that they said, but the public pool that they had, oh, yeah. the, the um, you know, the, uh, the, the law it's changed un- and they said, you have to, it, this is unconstitutional. You have to allow uh, black people to be able to swim in the pool, like what, yeah, because it was it was a whites only pool still. Whites only pool, and so that, uh, that that's not right. So instead of allowing black people to be able to go, to, I'll just shut it down. No one, we won't have a pool then. They drain the pool. They drain the pool. Like uh, what? <laughs> so <sighs> I mean, that's that's the whole. It's it's the same idea as like you're playing basketball. You're the worst player on the court. But it's your ball, mm-hmm. and um, you get your last to get picked, and then you go, "Well, forget it. I'm taking my ball. No one can play now." Yeah, yeah. And for what? And there's no like. So just because a black kid wants to do a belly flop, and all these white kids are having a great time doing the belly flop, and you 
they find it unconstitutional that you just don't allow this yeah. kid to do the belly flop because he's black. You say, forget it. No one can belly flop now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, because those were community pools too. Right. And then, yeah. so that, and then that's what kind of was the beginning of the end for these great community pools. Yeah. And then, so all these pools just went private. And if you have a private place, you could say, Oh, members only. Right. And then, you know, of course, leads into redlining and steering and country clubs. all that all <laughs> country clubs yeah all that augusta right yeah all that stuff and it's just like and it was it was community yeah yeah so that was the big deal it was like this this is this is community budgets community funded and the community budget is budgeting this thing that says whites only White. And so it's like, White, black White people are like, well, I live in this community too. You can't spend community. They're like, okay, we're going to drain the pools and we'll go private funded. It's like, yeah, that's not good friend. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, it's like, it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if, mm-hmm. and if anyone who like, you know, knows this, right. Which I'm sure many people do. They, and you just turn the, the cold shoulder and say, yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> it's but, like, yeah, too, yeah. too bad. So I, I, I I, I'm a member. I pay my dues. So what, yeah. what do you, what's wrong? You know, it's like. So, uh, so that's the, the sum of us, what racism costs everyone's and how we can prosper together by Heather McGee. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to audible that one or read that one. Cause that sounds like, um, yeah. you know, what Malcolm says and like a human issue. Yeah. You know, how, how racism isn't just bad. It's especially bad for those personally affected, but how, uh, I I could definitely do a deeper dive in understanding how it was so bad for all of us. Yeah, for all you of know? us. Because what did you just teach the white kids that were able to go to the pool? Yeah, that if black people wanted if I if black people wanted then we don't then we don't. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's and I, and I think uh, I think kind of touch on this. I hope what she talks about, and I'm you know sure she will. But just how um, how we we think of all these wasted lives through uh you know slavery and um in turn you know internment camps and and like you know the holocaust all these terrible times that we've just like destroyed generation over generation literally or figuratively um yeah how we missed out on i mean even now closing our borders and you know saying we don't uh, we don't allow immigrants all this stuff how we are as the United States missing out on advance advancements in science, in arts, in culture, in music, all of these things. But it's so easy to just say, well, we have all these white people. They'll do just fine when, you know, you just think about <laughs> what could, what we could have been by now if we, yeah. if we, so I'm interested to read this book. That's yeah. And, and at the same time, all of these white people came from, you know, not here mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. so it's like you know you, you came over and then you know whatever whatever happened you know uh, you just started you just started getting I guess re- really really selfish and um, you know afraid of what might happen or yeah I don't yeah. I don't know I don't under, I don't I, I don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so any any people listening in Sacramento can get this book at uh underground books over in Oak Park here. There's uh seven yeah. on hand as of yesterday. Oh nice. So, nice. Yeah, so make sure you, you head that way. 
Maybe yeah, maybe it's audible. Any one. yeah, you you you're an audible cat. I I can I keep buying these books because one day I'm actually going to read books, but I I don't know yeah. when that is. But I'm um, gonna I'm not gonna buy you eight. I the books in print right now. I I mean, time wise, it's tough. And then when I do have the time, I typically if I'm sitting there reading, I literally will just fall asleep. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, I think I a lot of I can't help it. Yeah, I like the I but I it's no surprise that I, I have all the records, you know, so it's like a, a tangible thing, but it would be so much yeah. easier to just do it. Also on, on Audible, I feel like I miss things, but I miss things when I read too. You, you so kind of skip over it, but I agree. When you when you audible, you could because if you're if you're if you're listening and then you're doing something else yeah. and your mind's there, then you might miss like a section or whatever. Yeah. And like yeah. But um but that's also why I mean you you have you still have it you can always yeah. go back over yeah. and um and all that stuff so yeah maybe both maybe both. yeah all right man this was a this is great i'm so glad to uh to have done it again i appreciate y'all being patient and you being patient with me Al, and being so busy and um you know, doing yeah. this podcast and we even got a little yeah. overtime in there so uh let yeah. us know rate and review five stars if you don't do five stars um you know, uh, give us another chance before you do two stars like that one piece. So. Yeah, that one, that POS. Yeah, share with us your uh, last meal. That'd be exciting and interesting to hear what some people like. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. And yeah, if, you, if, if you're listening and you do know Andre Iguodala, tell him we're big fans and uh, we want to invite him on the podcast and give him yeah. like 100% of the proceeds from Yeah, give uh, us some investment we- insight. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. So Remy Wolf, check her out. Um, blow your kids' minds, but lots of bad language and talking about uh, choice things. But we've come to the, we, we're, we're teaching Zephyr these words and things like that and just hope he uses them appropriately. Um, <laughs> which he's, which he's, he's pretty smart so far. He, like the other day, um, like we were teaching him, um, uh, shut or something or sh- um, shot. It was a. It was like it's one of the first sight words that he's learning, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, sh- and he's like, he's like, it start as the same sound as shit. <laughs> but it's like you're right, <laughs> you're right, and you're not wrong. You know, just make sure. You- <laughs> just don't ever don't say that to Mrs. Kojima. Don't say it to Miss Kojima. Miss Kojima. All right, we will talk to you later. I'll talk to you later, Al. Uh, have fun this weekend. Uh, yeah, you did the same, LA. Okay. In San right. Diego, mm-hmm. Wales. <laughs> Vagina. All right, say it. Okay, later. Nobody, nobody, nobody can.